Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horowitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. The hired (laughs) career. Oh boy. You know, I would love to just go back to the beginning of this uh, social distancing at home recording series and see how we sounded versus how we sound now. Because I feel like our episodes sound more professional and cleaner than ever, but then when you get to the when you get to the just you and me stuff, we're really going Loopy. cuckoo. Yeah, <laughs> I actually love the energy of that. Honestly, I feel like that's what a that's what we're that's what the listeners want. They want the kookiest version of us. They want they want the real stuff. The other stuff, yeah, we'll keep it professional and buttoned up for <laughs> for our interviews. We'll ask you real questions. We'll we'll get down to the bottom of it, but you know, when it's just you and me, Dave, there's just true friendship and intimacy here and we get to be our real selves. <laughs> Let's just let it rip. And that's not to say that we're not ourselves in our in the interview portion. We're just we're just you know what we're I think we're releasing the 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 valve a little bit yeah. because we because we know that we can be up. completely unhinged around each other because that's kind of how we're really feeling these days. Yeah, we're cooped up. It's been too long. It's been four months of, you know, being socially distanced and a big portion of that was super shut down. So like we're just honestly, I think this is some of my only social interaction still. I'm not quite in the real world as most people are right now. So this is this is what I live for. This is that real stuff. Well, let's kick it to our interview because we had a really great one today. We really did. She is a writer and actress, and she's a host literally everywhere. She just sold an HBO Max show. I mean, this woman is sincerely in her power. Let's listen to this episode with Danny Fernandez. Let's do it. Hi, Danny. Hello. Thanks for being on our show. Yes. I'm so, you're both beautiful. I wanted to be like, hi, my beautiful queen, but then I didn't want to leave Stevie out. So oh I- my <laughs> God, Dave is a queen. <laughs> I do think Dave is like a, a version of like a queen. He is like quite magnificent. <laughs> hi, my beautiful queens. <laughs> okay, we can you know, you know what for today, let's not even question it. Let's just all be queens. Thank and let's you. just see how that feels. Cause right now I got I'll admit to you and my Christian God. <laughs> I feel like a queen. Uh, I love it. I think you are a queen. I also would describe you, Danny, as a queen hardcore. You're a queen. Yeah, I uh that's just what I call my dog all the time. So now I just call everybody it. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I, um, when I was telling people that you were going to be on the podcast by like tweeting about it and putting it on Instagram and stuff, I got more comments on your hot photo than I've ever gotten on my own hot photos. People were just like, she's so hot. I don't even know her and she's hot. And I was like, yeah. It's so weird because I I was bullied a lot, which I've talked about a lot. Like when I was in middle school, I was bullied a ton. And so I never felt 
hot. Like I've always, and I've been in a lot of therapy. I'm still in therapy. I've been in therapy for over a decade. So it was kind of like this realization where in therapy, it was like a filter was lifted. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I felt like um, that movie Hot Chick or, or whatever. What is it? Where it was like, whoa, I'm hot. Wow. Yes. And now it's just like, I feel like 13 going on 30 when she's um, in that body. And she's like, oh, I love that dress. It was like, cause I have these great boobs to fill it with. <laughs> it was like one day I just like realized, oh, okay. I get to be, you can also, I think anyone listening, you can just decide to be hot. Like you can just be like, F you. I don't know if you're allowed to cuss on here. F you. Oh, I'm yeah. hot. I don't care what you think. And all my friends have kind of stepped into that where they're just embracing it. Isn't it powerful? It's like, I, I really relate to that hardcore because I was like a, I, I was a nerdy kid who really liked, you know, amphibians and stuff. And so it was like, for me, when I started to realize that I was hot, I was like very confused by it. Like I was like, wait, what is happening? But then I got scared of being hot because people were mean to me. Yeah. For people it. are awful. Yeah. I think it's just because you embrace it. It really weirds them out. But I've talked about this because it's like when I would like joke, I had a really, you know, a joke about depression or whatever, because I'm just so heavily in it. And um, when I would joke about my body or hating stuff about my body, people would be like, you're just like fishing for compliments, you know? But then when I would embrace my body and be like, look at, I love my full luscious lips. I love how sexy I look. Then they would be like, you're so full of yourself. So it was like, you really can't win. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I, you know, live with depression. I'm going to celebrate my body. I also am not always going to be this age, which is something I realized. And as I got older and older, Older, especially in this industry, which like prizes youth so much. I was like, well, each year I'm going to get older. I'm just going to accept that I get hotter. Like I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, yeah. I love that. Did you do, besides therapy, is there anything else you do in order to like sort of uh, own, own your, like own your power and own your beauty? Well, what's really fascinating is I... I do a lot. Like, I think people think I work out more than I actually do. I actually don't work out very much, but I've been like weightlifting and like, there's a lot of photos of me where I'm just like jacked. And I think that, that people find that really intimidating or ugly. I have people, I was at the star Wars premiere this past uh, year and I posted a photo of myself there. It was like really cool. And somebody wrote, you have the body of a linebacker. And like, I'm telling you when they want to tear you down, it just like really intimidates people. And so so what I was going to say is I follow a lot of women. I follow a ton of women. Seeing women loving themselves, whatever their body type is, I just adore that. And I think that they are smoking hot, whatever their body type is. And so it's just kind of, that's what I do is I surround myself with people mm. who really build me up. And it's like, it doesn't matter what my body looks like, but it was a lot of body dysmorphia when I started to gain a lot of muscle. And now it's like, I have thick thunder thighs that I used to be made fun of, but it's like people would love them. And it's just, yeah. But also, I do love, you find like, that? Oh, ahead, sorry. Dave. I was just going to say, I, 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 I love everything you're saying, especially following a lot of women, because my favorite, um, any, my favorite like viral thing to see on Twitter is anytime somebody, anytime like a woman will screenshot a man making a disparaging comment about anything, about any part of their being of, you know, oh, like if it's, you're too strong. Cause that's what I was going to say. 
you looked jacked and people say you look like a linebacker. If you posted one where your arms look small, they'd be like, you look so scrawny. Like, yeah, like, you can't win. But I love seeing uh, a guy be like some shitty opinion of some dude. And then you find um, uh, th- and then they're screenshotted with like a picture of their own profile photo, <laughs> which is just a total nightmare looking dude. And you're like, yeah, of course, of course, it's you. And you're in your like gamer chair that has an outline of your body carved into it but it's just like of course it's just the negativity and then you look at their tweets and replies and it's all terrible and it's never anybody like spreading uh, positivity in the world being like i just want to compliment someone uh it's it's a very um there, it's no wonder you follow a lot of empowering women because mm-hmm. uh, uh if you're if you if you have any sort of a following uh men on online will fail you oh yeah Yeah, but it is weird, Stevie. Like I've started to post, like if you look at my Instagram, it definitely is a lot of like me like doing pool photo shoots or pinups or whatever. And it's such a weird uh, space to navigate because I'm also a television writer. I'm also in comedy. I've also written in uh, a best-selling novel. And it's like, I want, it's so weird to get people to take me seriously. And yet I want to embrace my sexuality again while I'm a single woman. Like I, you know, I I love the features. I love being Latina. Like I love a lot of the things about me, but it is a really weird space to post Yeah, but why is it that? Like, my question is this. Why is it that, like, it's hard to be taken seriously as a woman if you're attractive and and you celebrate that? Like, why is it that those pictures of you in the pool can't also exist, and they do exist, Mm -hmm. but can't also exist with you being incredibly smart and capable and a competitive worker? Like, why why is it? Because I've dealt with that, too, where I've tried to, like, navigate, like, don't put too many sexy pictures online exactly, because then yeah. people won't look at you as an intellectual or an artist. But why can't you be sexual? Why can't we be as dynamic as we are? I want to say I also feel like it's really internalized. Like it's something that, of course, yes, it's something that men have said to me. Like they'll, I was on a freaking, I was on the CW with Kevin Smith and like the creators of a bunch of DC shows talk. I was selected to talk on the panel about uh, Crisis Aftermath, which was this huge crossover they did. And somebody, I remember I posted a photo, like a sexy photo that week as well. And this guy was like, we get it, you're hot, but like, what have you actually done? And I just like listed, it was insane. I was like, well, I wrote on this Netflix show. I sold this show to HBO Max. (laughs) I've written The Good Immigrant. Um, I'm a host for Nerdist. I've multiple, I'm a host at, you know, I've been on these panels. But it was weird that I felt the need to reply to honor to reply yes. to yeah. validate his comment um and that is that is on me like that is an insecurity that yeah. i have that i need to overcome and i also think to be honest if we're being totally honest because i am and talking about therapy i think one of the reasons i post a lot is because i need that validation like it's not an my therapist is always like you're enough like how you feel about yourself and i'm like it's not though <laughs> it feels yeah. way better when other people are telling me you're gorgeous you're beautiful like it just feels better and i have this argument with her all the time and it's i need a balance but but if we're being honest it does feel good when people tell me that because i didn't get that growing up i got bullied i got people telling me i was ugly i had a guy convince everyone in my pe class to call me shrek it was very traumatizing right. and so so now to like live in the opposite space of having people yeah. be like, you're so stunning. I just take it all in and I need to balance it because that's also not healthy. So yeah. 
That's why you see so many pool photos, everybody, (laughs) is because I need, like, give me something. I am struggling. (laughs) And a lot Uh, of times I need love from outside people when I can't give it to myself. Yeah. I I wish more people would admit that that's, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think there's anything uh, revolutionary about saying, like, this is why I do this. Like, of course it is, you know, to feel strong and to feel empowered. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've definitely been uh, accused (laughs) <laughs> or of of posting like if i have a vanity if someone takes a picture of me and i'm like because i don't like a lot of pictures of me but if someone <laughs> takes one that's good i'm like oh that's a that's going on that main grid that's going up there <laughs> that's gotta be up there and then i do and it's and then i'll have that dumb shame setting in after of like wait why did i do that and then i like because i because i like refreshing and i'm like yeah oh we all oh, we cracked 100 oh we cracked 200 oh are we gonna go for three? Oh, ba- like and just salivating and understanding that that's kind of a normal human trait and if you know whatever if our parents generation grew up with that shit they'd be doing it some of them do some mm-hmm. parents are up on Facebook and their, you know, their version of that is just, uh, you know, look at how Pop and I got my grill. Look at how, look at how, <laughs> look Check at how long I marinated garden. these ribs for. Check yeah, out yeah. this vegetable garden. But um, dude, I yeah. love when guys, like when I was starting to do pinup photos, a lot of guys were like, oh, I should do that. And I was like, you should. And some people actually did tweet at me and they decided to do those types of photos. And I was like, mm. this is so, I think also if more men, just like in general, felt beautiful and felt attractive, then they wouldn't say those things about me. I'm not yes. saying you do. I'm just saying men in general. If they yes. felt more love and attractive with themselves, then they wouldn't take it out on women. I think. Yeah, I agree. I also think that if we all like, if we all put our own oxygen masks on first before we yeah. went out even into the world, before we checked our stuff online, I don't think our instinct would be like, "Ooh, who should I be mean to today?" Like, yeah. who can I? Who can I tell? Like, I had on the internet once. I had a guy and I I had gained weight like this was maybe like six or seven years ago I'd gained weight I was like struggling with like types of birth control and as women know the second you change one it's like who knows what's going to happen to your body and he said he wrote is it just me or is she getting fatter and like Here's the Ew, is it just me? Like like something to the other commenters. Like, hey guys, weigh in on this. I know. I'm just like sucks. to have someone on the outside comment about your weight, which first of all, I was gaining weight. Like that was reality, right? And and also like, but did you like the fucking video? <laughs> like Yeah, like- that that's really annoying when you actually have something to say and they're just commenting on your appearance. But yeah. also my friends that are fat are like, yeah, I'm fat. Like you're, yeah. Yeah. What like of we it? Can tell. Yeah, exactly. They're like, and I'm gorgeous and I still get booked all the time. So mm-hmm. like, I remember, like, yeah. um, I was going to say one of my close friends, Gabby Fresh, who is, uh, she does a lot of work. She's a fashion designer. She has a ton of lines for plus size models. And it was really funny because they kept hitting her up about a face mask with like this coronavirus stuff that gets rid of your double chin. It's like the wildest stuff that we're doing, like such uh, weird self-hatred. No. And, and they kept asking her and Gabby was like, finally wrote, emailed back. And she was like, I love my double chin. So like, get, stop no. writing me this. Like you're asking the wrong person. Also, oh, do they want her to do a sponsored post or yes. something? Yes. Oh, no. that's so yes. That is so dumb. The idea of, the idea of using a pandemic to, um, to like, further try to make people insecure is real crazy like hey you feel you feel 
panicked? Well, you should feel even more panicked because we're trying to cover something that you like about yourself. Like, what? Do you feel panicked Ugh. and ashamed and ugly? Then we got you. <laughs> it's yeah. Like- you can feel that way indoors you can feel that way outdoors there's no limit to how bad you can feel at a time like this let's let's not put a cap on the on the panic that can set in all the time now and that's just that's just a luxury we have as americans right now oh that's so funny um speaking of uh panic are you dating right now (laughs) oh um i'm kind of talking to someone but it's really it, like on and off. It's so I've tried to not have, I'm the type of person who I'm different. I feel like than everybody in LA and that I actually like being in relationships. I actually like being with one singular person. <laughs> I find it's difficult when I find out that they're dating a bunch of people. Again, it probably comes from a place of insecurity. However, I know this about myself to some extent. When people are like, you just need to try this. You need, I'm like, look, I have done decades plus of therapy and I know who I am and I know what I need specifically given everything. And so, um, but that's really hard because a lot of people out here aren't like that. Uh, or I think if things get even remotely difficult at all, they kind of peace out. And I'm like, relationships, that's not how you do them. No, I don't no. think, no, it's not how you do them. I also don't think you're, I don't think you're alone in that. Dave and I both are very monogamous humans. Yeah. I'm super monogamous. Do you find it's, uh, Tina, do you find it's something that's sort of an, an, is it an LA wide thing for you? Is it an industry wide thing trying to like d- dating within, uh, our, you know, our world, quote unquote, or, or, or dating just within the city. Cause I've definitely, I found like in slightly younger times, it's, it's people who are professionals. It's, it's a lot of, uh, my, my lifestyle, etc. is why I kind of can't commit. And, you know, again, uh, well-tread territory on this show, but I, you know, I, I had, I, I, my, my dalliance with, uh, non-monogamy lasted for half of a relationship and it was, Truly not for me, but I, but me I wonder, either, do you, yeah, yeah do you, you know, you've, oh, you have, you've, you've, you've dabbled. Not like not too much, but it, and it wasn't a lot of times it's not, um, it's not like chosen. It's because the other person, like, you know, it's really scary to put yourself out there and be like, I have feelings for you and I just want to date you. Like, that's actually really scary. It seems like it's not, but it's very difficult. And I, my therapist was always like, you need to leave, like, you need to tell them that that's like what you're looking for. And I was like, but then they're going to leave. And everyone's like, Mm. then they're not the one for you. And it's like, okay, then you end up being single for three years. Like I was like, you're just, you, because you can't find anyone who, is wanting to do. And yeah, to answer your question, um, this is my theory about LA is, have you ever been to a party as we have like an industry party or whatever? And whoever you're talking to keeps looking around to see who else is there, who else they could be talking to, who else is more famous. That is dating. That is why they won't settle down and be monogamous is because it's like, but if I settle down with her and there's this other person that comes along and I might want to maybe date or she's a little bit more successful or a little bit, you know, and I truly think that's why a lot of times I think they hide behind, like, I can't take this on. And then it's like, you can't take this on, but you're dating six people. How do yeah. you, how, how, honey? Yeah, you're actually doing the impossible right you're now. You're doing, by yeah. I'm like, I can barely be, yeah. But oh, I do think it's yeah. a thing of appearances. And it's also why 
I think a lot of our friends never post when they're with somebody because it's like, well, I don't want to lose out on people being into me or getting these likes. Uh, or like, I don't want to lose yeah. followers. I don't want to. And I'm like, look, y'all are going to. I have everyone who's followed me has known <laughs> how miserable I've been. I'm like, if I'm in love, you're going to f- see it. You're going to fucking see it. I don't give a shit because I deserve love. And if I finally like am in love with someone, you're going to have to deal with it. So, oh, absolutely. I like that. Me too. I think that's, I, I think that's I, that is refreshing because I, I, I've definitely done whether it's for my own and, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship now that's that's fantastic. But, you know, in, in, in singular times, I would ha- I would do this. And then sometimes just for pure curiosity, I do this where you do the kind of social media math where you're like, OK, are they I, I knew they were dating someone uh, 11 mm-hmm. months ago because mm-hmm. that was the last time that a picture of both of them appeared on either of their feeds and they are still following each other, but they don't like each other's photos anymore. Yep. And it's just like, it's psychotic to think that there even is math. But I think like there, I think that thinking goes, I think people think about that way more than I ever thought they did before. Now I yes. think it's like fairly strategic for a lot of people. Think and and I, Dave, people think about it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I had a, I had an ex who never has ever posted any photos of any woman he's ever dated, including me. And I'm not kidding. Like I look at that today as just as strange as someone who posts only photos of their boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, either way you're, you're hiding something or there's some, there's some door staying open. And like, yes, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard the argument of like, well, Instagram's not real life. And I'm like, I don't know. That would be equivalent to me saying like when I'm alone in my house, it's also not real life or like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like you're dividing facets. Like, yes, we're showing what we want on Instagram, but aren't we doing that in real life anyway? Well, my, my theory has always been, if you're, if you are someone who posts, like, I don't, I don't know. I I don't get, I'm not upset that my girlfriend doesn't post pictures of me on Instagram because she hasn't posted an Instagram picture since I believe the week before we started dating and, and more power to her stay off that main feed it can be real poison but but if if you're someone who's like a poster who's like on it and doing stuff and you, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that you're with your partner a lot and you are just cropping that person out of yes. your life or yes. not giving them photo credit like I've seen that and I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm like who is taking all these photos of you honey like at the beach at this place at that like who is holding yeah. the camera your boyfriend but it's so weird and like I get it that there's some standard of like you know I'll lose followers which is true like I will absolutely yeah. people will be like unfollowed and I'm like I don't care I'm hello again being in love is such a flex um, <laughs> like I cannot wait let me tell you um and I have I think the reason why I'm monogamous is because I have been in long-term relationships and I think they're I love being in love it's wild to me my friends who are so anti being attached that I'm like oh if you could feel this it's like cocaine. You would be addicted. Mm-hmm. I was in a six-year relationship and I was just in love. Like, And it's okay we didn't work out. Like, I got yeah. to have those years in love, though I would never take those back. Like, it's just – and then after that, I was in a th- – I'm long-term. <laughs> after that, I was in a three-year relationship where I was in mm-hmm. love. Like, we, I just felt so good. And, yeah, the heartbreak sucks ass, but you still got to do that. And so now – I've been single for three years, like trying to find, I think, like the equivalent of someone who can handle that. And it feels impossible. (laughs) 
But but yeah. I mean, it seems like at least maybe this is a little bit of a uh, comforting thought for you. But again, I I, I understand comforting thoughts don't uh, keep you warm at night. But the fact that you've you've six years, then three years, like it seems like just proof that 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 you're capable of yes. that. Like that's around the corner for you for sure, especially if you've been doing all these amazing things in the last three years. Like that's not because you weren't in a relationship, but you've been building yourself up. And I don't know. I, I think I've I've been this person and I've had friends who've been this person that that the, the amount of time can feel very defeating. Yeah. Like and, and I and I, I I don't know. I wish I could tell this to myself in the past, but it's just I, I don't think it really means anything like i i make so many i would make so many like little judgment calls on myself I'm like well this happened to you and like that's just how you are in relationships or it's been this long and that's because you can't because nothing works out for you and it's like why would i ever settle on like that kind of destructive thinking uh except for the fact that it's a pattern and thank you to my therapist for helping me break <laughs> some of them but also another thing is i felt super like so I went a whole back when one of these three years, I'm not going to tell you which one, but one of these three years that I've been seeing, I went a whole year without having sex. It was insane. Uh, and that's like everyone's seen my pool photos and like you could get anybody. Yeah, I had a lot of offers. I had a lot of people, but it, and it, I don't, I want people to understand this. It doesn't actually feel good when someone just wants to fuck you. Like for me, I guess like my self like validation, just having, yes, I have a lot of men in our, my DMs. Yes. I have men from the industry in my DMs. I have actors and direct, like, but I don't want to just like fuck. Like it doesn't, I'm just like some hole for them to fuck. And then they move on to other people. Like just for me personally, that is not my love language. <laughs> and so I actually didn't. And that I felt insane. Y'all, I felt crazy crazy. My friends would be like, holy shit, we need to get you laid. Because I was like, it has been eight months and I haven't had sex. But then the more women actually that I talked to in the industry, they'd be like, oh yeah, I haven't fucked anyone in two years. I'm oh, like, yeah. how are we doing? Like, this is just the normal. So then I started to feel yeah. normal. And I know people listening to this will be like, that's insane. But again, like I could have, it's just, I didn't want to just give my body to anybody. And I'm not shaming people who do. Like yes. I, again, would love to be the type of person who didn't catch feelings. I would, I think it would be much easier than how I am now, but I know how I am. And I just couldn't bring myself to just fuck anybody. I, I, it had to be someone I trust, someone that I cared about someone that was at least a friend who cared about me. And so I did end up like, you know, kind of falling into something with a friend. And then it's like, we're not just fuck buddies. We're very intimate and fuck buddies don't do this. They don't hold each other, yeah. <laughs> and, you know? And yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to lie to myself, but it's, I don't know for everyone listening. Everything is valid, but I just want people to know who, who lean towards me a little bit more. Like it's okay that you catch feelings. Like that's, can be a really beautiful thing. And, and like, I just had to accept that that's who I am, even though I felt like an entire year, I felt not validated. I felt crazy because my friends would actually give me a hard time about it. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's such, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the time in between, or I, I did when I, because it helped me learn that I also wasn't that kind of person because yeah. I, you know, we, we talk about, or we, we started talking about, you know, liking yourself or being hot or whatever. And I, you know, I, I feel like I am, I had been followed by like the specter of my, you know, unfuckable teenage self. And so when I would get 
compliments like in my adult life and be like, no, I'm just like a little weird little Jewish turtle looking kid. And then <laughs> and but but in my like singular yeah. times when I when I would you know, and now you're we're on Zoom so you can see it a little bit. But at the same time, I'm an I'm an adult man now. But but I had I had these I would have phases where you know, I, I would I, I also am a very monogamous person and I, I got to a point where I I had some very capital S single times and the only thing I got out of it long term was realizing like, oh yeah, I'm not this isn't really this isn't my speed at all. Like it doesn't yeah. feel you know, I would hook up with someone once and and they would be like totally casual, right? And he'd be like, Yep, and then the next day I'd send a text like, Hey, I just was wondering if you'd be interested in yeah. also maybe dating yeah. casually. And they'd be like, no, that's not what this was. I'm like, totally get it. Totally. If you ever change your mind, you know where to find me. And yeah. like, Why? Well, I think that stuff, I think what both of you have said is so, so smart because it's like, it is what feels right for you. Right. Yes. Like that is what we learn over time of being single and both in relationships. You just find out what feels good for you. And and it's okay if what feels good for you is oddly traditional. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for, and it's like, I used to just be like, I used to try and not be that and be like, I'm party girl, but like truly, <laughs> truly I'm not party girl. Like I You're like not. to wake up early and like, I want to like hold hands with my partner and I hope he makes me laugh and makes me breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't want the, um, I don't even want the like thing that I used to like, which is like dating a bunch of people. So you feel like, I'm wanted You're by wanted, many people. Yeah. And it's like, now I don't need that. I need to, I don't even, it's okay if no one wants me. I just want one person to want me, you know? <laughs> also, when you said Jewish turtle, I was like in, literally envisioning you're the turtle from Rocco's Modern Life. Me too. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was that's, like, that, there's no other turtle. That genuinely was the vibe. For oh sure. my gosh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah. I did want to say like with the whole like not posting on Instagram, it really weirds me out that someone doesn't want to show me off. Like I take it really personally, I guess. And maybe that again has to go with my own validation. But like... Yeah, I've definitely dated people who didn't ever post about me, said that they kept their their private life private, and I respect it to some extent, but I'm fucking a catch. I'm like doing shit. I'm, yeah. you know, working my way. I hustle. Like I want someone that also hustles and like respects that and is like, yes. look at my gorgeous catch of this person Can that I Can you believe have. I did this? Yeah. Can you believe this woman accepts me for who I am? Like I would... My God, I know it just seemed to me it's just a foolish mistake because sometimes you ever see you ever see a guy's photos and you see his ex-girlfriend and she's super hot and you're like, you're like, oh, maybe. OK, so this guy knows his worth. This guy knows he can get hot girl. It actually doesn't hurt you. Like a lot of the time I'm like, oh, a hot girl liked him. A hot, smart girl liked him. OK, maybe, <laughs> you know. You're so funny. That's actually like a goldfish theory of like uh, a real theory about, I think it's goldfish, but uh, with a certain type of fish where yeah. the male will be single and the women won't want him. But if one woman wants him, then the rest of the goldfish are like, oh, okay. Well, I guess he's a possible good partner. Yeah. So like when they see him with somebody else and they suddenly in their heads envision that he could possibly be a mate. I'm just a goldfish. <laughs> Dave's a turtle. I'm a goldfish. We got to find your animal that you most relate to eventually. <laughs> um, I think mine's a wolf in, in my uh, therapy. 
in my group there, I've always like equated myself to a wolf. And then in group therapy, they give you when you graduate from, I did like this intensive program, they give you a little stone with the animal that everybody in group thinks you are. And they gave me a wolf. So. Wow. It was great. That's cool. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline and leave a message 213-458-5236. It's 213-458-5236 and we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. Can we ask you a little bit about the like nerd culture, nerd identity? Okay. Do you consider yourself a nerd? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And have you dated at all in the nerd community? Yeah. I would say my ex, um, Mark Ellis, who's a comedian, really nice guy, still super close with him. He's a pretty fucking big nerd. (laughs) He's also (laughs) like a sports nerd, which is funny. He can like name stats. That's a certain type of nerd. He can name stats like from the 80s. He can talk about like that whole last dance documentary. He could have done word for word probably um, as an oral history. He just knows. (laughs) But also he, if you go to his place, is like wrapped up in Star Wars. He has all these Magic the Gathering cards. And so... Yeah, I think also I love the fact he's the one that I dated for three years. Um, And one was funny because everyone's like, don't date comics. And that was the first person I dated when I moved out here and had a three year relationship. But another thing is he is fucking nerdy. And people were like, what are you doing with him? What is a girl like? What are you? And I was like, see, I told you we do actually date nice guys. You just don't like hearing that because you're not actually a nice guy. (laughs) That's That's, yes. That's very, very true. I like how both David are- go. Lo- that's it, yes. <laughs> I, it's it's because uh, that that someone who self identifies loudly as a nice guy, but only insofar as how it relates to well, girls don't want nice guys, and it's like think about everything you think about women, and now reflect it back. Is does that sound? Does any of that sound nice? Girls just want girls just want guys who drive sports cars like every guy like that's idea of that is this is an antiquated like yeah it's like a weird eight is like maybe like a i guess like a dilbert cartoon yeah <laughs> it's just a weird it's also like you're not nice you're entitled yes a. you're yeah. incredibly entitled and you also are in resentment what makes you nice like you're actually operating from anger <laughs> yeah. yeah not nice at all i'm, I'm interested because I f- I feel as though that I think the the word nerd gets really batted around a lot and mm-hmm. I think for me it really is maybe I have just a, a really broad definition of it but I'm wondering what it means to you in that I, I when I I can tell when I'm getting I mean I feel like it's technically nerdy when I just when I get excited about the things that I get excited about that feel niche or feel just like I've dove really deep like the things that I I can attribute months long rabbit holes to like I've been watching in quarantine I've been watching truly every like scummy detective crime movie from like the 70s and 80s and that's like I'm missing out on other tv shows that people are liking because i'm just finding those movies and like that feels pretty nerdy but it doesn't feel like that specifically i don't think would have its own panel at comic-con but it feels nerdy i mean does it does it feel like there's a broad definition here do you feel like it's kind of granular 
or yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I think like I was saying with Mark, Mark being like a sports nerd or people being super into music, which is another one. Like if you were to talk to a journalist at Rolling Stone, I find that super nerdy, like that, like being able to deep dive, like you said. Mm -hmm. I also think a lot of people this for actual nerds, it's they'll be like, you mean geek. It's actually geek. What you're saying. <laughs> oh, wow. There's that a difference between nerd mm -hmm. and geek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those mean two different things. But um wow. Yeah, for me, so my introduction, I would say like my quote unquote nerd card would be anime. And that's because I grew up watching Toonami and then kind of fell into a hole of like fan subs and dubs and like trying to get illegal anime that I could watch here. I have Goku and Vegeta tattooed on me. And I think a lot of in the anime community, a lot of times they're like, that's a mainstream anime, blah, blah. <laughs> sure. But I'm also like, I don't take it away from Star Wars people. I'm like, Star Wars is the most mainstream franchise in history period. Like you, I always say this, but like you can get a trash can of it at Target. Like it's mainstream, you know, yeah. but I wouldn't take that away from the, and I'm a Star Wars fan, but like, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't tell them that they're not because they're into the most mainstream thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah. You can be so, a nerd on any mainstream thing though. Right. Like, you yeah, could be, you could be like a plant nerd. Like you could be so obsessed <sighs> with plants and like, or technically you're a geek that we just learned. <laughs> technically you're a plant geek. Uh, yeah, but it's like you could be – why does it matter if it's mainstream or not? Oh, because it's their one thing. Stevie, yeah. I think that's why. I think it's their one thing that separates them from you and oh, it's something that wow. they hold on to. But my friend, one of my favorite people in this community is Hector Navarro. He is an encyclopedic knowledge of comic books. If you ever need – and I do. I hit him up if I need to know. If I'm like, I'm not going to go back and read this comic. Hector, what is this about? Yeah. <laughs> so I can talk – so I can bring this up. Um you know, sometimes I'll do that. And he only wants to, if you're a real nerd of your fandom, you'd actually be passionate and want other people to learn about it. You wouldn't gatekeep it and try to keep them from it. You'd be like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this thing. You are going to love it. But like, I don't understand why they do, why they like, oh, you don't know this thing. You're a piece of shit. And you deserve to <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah. Oh my but God. But Hector is like such a, he's someone who could use all of his knowledge for bad and he doesn't. He's always just like, Aww. oh my gosh, these are the issues you should check out. Or like, yes, like you'd be super into this. If you like X-Men, you'll love this in the anime world. Like, so that's how we should be. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love people like that, especially because, you know, it's it's funny talking about, yeah, you can get a Star Wars trash can, but also there's, you know, whatever. At this point, there's nine saga movies, there's spinoffs, there's standalones, there's cartoons like I, I and and if you if you've seen all of Clone Wars, does that make you more uh, right. nerdy than someone who's only seen the the trilogy movies and and also the the anime thing is really funny too because it's for a while it was so hard to find stuff yes. and i think access is so important to just building a fandom or building awareness of things and it's such a i don't know my favorite nerds are the ones who are like oh you haven't seen this let me get you a copy of it immediately yeah and that's like i i that's especially when it's like a hard to find thing i have a i have a an animated nerd buddy who is uh great at at doing that stuff and i won't i won't say how she's <laughs> she's getting them or where she's sharing them but 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 it's 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 just great to be able to to know someone who's like oh i'd love for you to see this instead of i can't believe you haven't seen this yeah and i want to say too like i 
I adore, like, I am a Star Wars fan. I adore Star Wars. But there are people who, like, read the the novels. There are people who, you know, like you said, they watch all the animated shows and stuff. And so I do think there's different levels to it. Um, but I just am tired of people act like, this is mainstream, this isn't mainstream, like, who cares? You know, for me, it's yeah. just if something inspires you, DBZ like inspired me so much. I don't know why I was so obsessed with it growing up, but I was, I couldn't get enough of it and would read fan fiction of it. I'd look up fan art of it. I, you know, yeah. ended up, Funimation who owns the U S versions, who does the U S versions of it, uh, got me my first hosting gig just because I knew so much about it. So oh, that, wow. you know, so it's just like, I'm done. I, there's too much going on in the world for me to care about being a real fan or a real nerd or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Why Why can't we just like things and not put ourselves in specific categories of how we like them? Yeah, especially now because the only thing we can do is uh, like things in our homes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's way cooler to like things than not like things. Like I'm always like, how is that? A, I, I hate that as a vibe. Like someone who's just like, here are a bunch of things I don't like. I'm like, congrats. You've <laughs> you've built a personality on actually nothing. <laughs> also, like that sucks. If you can find something you enjoy, like yes. what a gift to be able to find something you like. Yeah, it's nice. Um. All right. Food, 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 food. How do you eat? I follow, I don't follow it pretty as heavily as I used to, but I have an autoimmune disorder. I have Hashimoto's. I also was diagnosed, diagnosed with Lyme a couple of years ago. So I follow AIP, which is the autoimmune protocol diet. If you are someone who has an autoimmune disorder or is currently suffering from inflammation or chronic pain, heavily yeah. recommend. I actually created a chronic illness group that a bunch of my girlfriends oh, and I wow. are in and people that have done it just adore it. It just seems like second nature now. Like, And so it essentially moves a lot of inflammatory foods. Some of them you can add back, just depends okay. on who you how your body chemistry is and some of them I have added back. Yep. But I still follow it pretty heavily. Okay, so you're following an anti-inflammatory diet. It's yeah. a very specific one. Are you not eating are you cutting gluten. out things like sugar, gluten, dairy? I don't have gluten, dairy. I can't have um nuts I found out that I also have an intolerance to. And so the wild thing is is I actually did I had so much inflammation. Like literally my cheeks would be swollen, like my face would be swollen. Yeah. My Points would be in pain. I went and I got a food allergy test and I tested negative for everything. And I told the doctor, we are the opposite. Like, okay. So I tested negative and I was just like, I told the doctor, I can literally eat nuts. Like, and you will see, like, my tongue will swell up a little bit or something. Um, or I can eat this and I'll get itchy. And he said, Well, it sounds like you have an intolerance as because you tested negative for allergies. So, mm. you know, being like lactose intolerant or whatever, like sometimes people are intolerant, yeah. which is harder to test. So following this helped me a ton. So yeah, so I'm not having gluten, dairy. I personally can't have eggs. I had to get rid of that. And it was like, I just refused to get rid. I'm like, I have eggs every morning. I am not getting rid of eggs. I am not allergic to them. And then finally, when I like couldn't stop like getting joint pain in my hands and other things, I finally got like, was like, I'm just going to follow this entire diet to a T. Yeah. And then I felt better and I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, it's hard when you feel better on a very like, I'm not going to call it limiting diet, but limiting compared to being able to eat everything, I suppose. Yeah. It's tough. Cause it's like, it's, it makes, at least in my experience, it makes it hard to eat out. That being said, it makes it, um, 
nice to eat at home. Like I feel very comfortable eating at home. Like obviously right now you're probably eating at home a ton. Mm -hmm. Do you find, do you find it easy to cook for yourself? Do you find yourself sort of just like putting, throwing meals together haphazardly? Like what's your, what's your eating style um, in within your dietary restrictions? I hate it. Cause I kind of eat, I guess we all do, but I kind of eat like the same five things. <laughs> and, um, so I do like ordering from different – I love when I discover somewhere that I can eat. Yeah. Like not to sponsor this, but Creation, which is like so foo-foo, fancy, whatever. But I do yeah. think they do a lot of good in the community. Um, I believe it's owned by a woman of color and like they're very active about like we love immigrants, like all this like on their stuff. Um, so I love Creation, but they have so many things I can eat there that it makes me feel – special. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. What's your favorite thing from there? Um, they have a hummus wrap that I adore, like that I can have. Um, also a salmon wrap. They have all these green juices. They have this like pineapple breakfast thing that's made with chia seeds mm. and coconut milk that I can eat. So just like they're very anti-inflammatory. Okay. Um, so you're eating pretty clean is sort of like clean anti-inflammatory wait but people who follow me will be like this bitch orders mexican food all the time <laughs> and it is but it's because i can have it like i can yeah. have so meat is in aip like i can't have soy so i have to like and i can't have nuts so i have to get my protein from somewhere so i do yep. eat meat i didn't used to i was a vegan until i got sick separate wow. operate, like, uh, opposite mm. i don't think that being vegan makes you sick i do no. think some people can't unfortunately choose that all the time. I don't think it's I'm right with for everyone's you. I'm body. with you. And was with you on, I used to be vegan and then because of my allergies, can't be. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'll get like shrimp fajitas and stuff. And like <laughs> on AIP, you're not really supposed to have corn, but I'll have corn tortillas like here and there. Like, so that's what I mean is like some things I'm adding back and allowing myself to have. Um, but if I have a shoot and I eat, I can't like cheat too many days in a row or I will feel it and see it. Yeah, I'll see like fluid retention. I'll see, you know, other things. I love that you're so open about um, like Hashimoto's and all all of the things that make you you. I think that would probably make someone feel very like, oh, okay, like that's it's okay. Like she's thriving. Mm-hmm. I like. I mean, I just I I think the more transparency in I just like to hear about it because I think that restrictive or, 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 or elimination diets or anything that basically anything that anyone does that makes them feel good. I don't know. I, 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 it's just, it's really funny. I, 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 I'm just thinking cause I watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world for the first time in a couple of years, uh, which was, it's, it just came out, it came out 10 years ago and there's a whole, it's very funny, but there's a whole, um, there's a vegan gag in it that is like very like the, the vegan police come and there's like, they, they like, <laughs> it's, 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 and just to, I, it just is making me, it, it made me think then and, and I'm remembering it now, uh, that, talking about eating differently i i would it feels like the conversation around it is changing in a way that feels a little bit more permissive because again uh it has nothing to like anyone who is gonna say you can't eat this or that's weird that you eat like that like it has nothing to do with you how someone else lives their life and, it, and I, I don't know i think it's i think it's a good thing for for a listener to hear so 
that was something that took you know eight minutes to say what I could have said in thirty <laughs> seconds. But that is that I, I I like that that you're that you're open about it. It does yeah. make it harder to eat on set. I always bring I I will bring my own food. I was mm. shooting which feels weird but like just in case because even when they order something i'm like oh sorry danny they put Mm -hmm. cheese all over it we said not to do cheese and then i'm shooting for another six hours my blood sugar is low i can't remember my lines like it's a mess so you have to prep a lot especially as a chronically ill person like i constantly have to be like i need to make sure i'm getting this amount of water this amount of rest i have to eat like that was a thing i had to eat every two hours even in my writer's room i realized because i was in one like my first room that i was in like people didn't eat I was like, how are we going? It's been like four hours. And so I really, and then my brain, like I just, they look over at me and I hadn't said anything in an hour. And I realized like my blood sugar had plummeted. And so I was like, if you want these jokes, I'm going to be eating in here. And then I would, I would eat like every hour or two hours. And I would just be like spitting out jokes, like just coming up with, you know, plot lines and stuff. And it was just like, okay, this is what I need to do what I've been paid for. Yep. Um, but it's it was cool. funny. I was I was going to say I was on this sci-fi yeah. show, The Great Debate, which is out now if anyone wants to watch it. But Orlando Jones was on the episode before me and he can't have nightshades and I can't have nightshades. And so we were both there like looking and I think like in front of the meal that we were supposed to have. And we like – I felt good because he, he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm this way and I have to make sure on set like that I have these things. And so it made me feel less like a problem to people. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like inconveniencing people. I think that's understandable, but I think it like I I like that your priority is taking care of what you need. I I bring my food everywhere. I'll bring my yeah. food to a restaurant. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, the internet has questions for you. Dave's okay. gonna start. Dave. Okay, Patrick asks: Have you ever used online dating? If you have, what do you use? Uh, what do you do when a normal conversation begins, but suddenly the other person pauses for days to a week straight? Should you continue to try to communicate? Oh, I think you could maybe just say one or two things, but I would drop it if they don't respond. Like I have guys in my DMs, so be like, "Hey." Hey, what's up? Hey, beautiful. Hey, we should meet up. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have never, res- like, I have not responded. Please stop. <laughs> Take the <laughs> hint. Um, yeah. I normally try not to ghost people, but like, sometimes it's just, uh, you match with somebody and then you're like, actually, I kind of was just taking a chance and I don't know yeah. if this is going to work out. And so, Yeah. I think I totally agree. I don't think you, I, I mean, but the, my, my response would be a little more harsh, which is that people don't owe you anything and That's you don't true. owe people anything, uh, uh, you know, in, in a, in an online dating, uh, forum where you don't know that person, you know, three pictures of them that you just saw. And it, it took a while. I mean, I, I, I never really liked it as a, as a viable option for me. Because it, it just it feels weird, and then you yeah. do feel you get a, you get a weird sense of not not uh, yeah familiarity with someone that you've been talking to for half a day, and then if they drop off the face of the earth, it's like that's okay. They either weren't feeling it, or they met someone, or they for, they wanted they deleted it, but they their account stayed active. Like who? It's fine. It's it's you'll either they'll either hit you back up in two months and go, hey, I was dating someone, and now I'm not, or you'll never see them again, and it's and it's got to be okay. Yeah, it seems like par it seems like par for the course when it comes to online dating. It's like you can't expect if someone spent all their time responding to every message they had, they they'd be like having a full time job. Yeah. Um. What's the next one, Dave? Uh, that was the my last Twitter one. Do you have Instagram ones? 
Oh, um, wait, didn't I write some down in here? Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, someone wants to know how important are family recipes to you? Ooh, that is a good one. Um, very important. However, my family didn't really uh give any to me i also think that they this is such a stereotype but i feel in a lot of like poc families they um don't use any measuring oh my <laughs> god i'm not even kidding you so like something that my dad would yeah. make all the time is albondigas which is a meatball soup and i just ordered it from a mexican restaurant not that long ago he would always make it on like rainy days or something and nobody ever gave me that recipe you know it's just like you just we're in the kitchen, like cooking with them. But I also think that they yeah. just are flying by the seat of their pants sometimes. And so I think it's important. Like uh, when I was at my brother's, they were making tamales. And uh, we normally make that in our uh, family during Christmas or New Year's. Um, but I'm sure he just like looked it up. I don't think he was like yeah. calling anybody and being like, how do I make this? I love <laughs> that. That's so funny. Um Next question. What foods were introduced to you by an ex that you still enjoy or dislike because of them? Ooh. Um, what was introduced to me by an ex? God. Um, maybe even a restaurant. Have you ever had a restaurant where you have like ex ex history there and you're just like, you know, what's really funny. I feel like my, I feel like Mark, well, not that. Well, yes. Okay. So I've Mm. been on way too many dates at, Fat Dog, which is a restaurant here in LA. Oh yeah, what is just it? because um, I loved it because of their hot dogs, which I will order and eat on a day. <laughs> they have fourteen inch hot dogs, and again, because I have autoimmune things, I can't eat most, but I can eat meat. Yeah. Um, not saying hot dogs are anti-inflammatory. Definitely not saying that, but I can have meat, and so I'll just order it without a bun, and so they'll bring it out on like this like um what am I cutting board that's like <laughs> just this long hot dog oh and I'll gosh, just sit yum. there and cut it up however I have now taken like three different people there that I liked and all of it ended way too soon and now I'm like I think the place is cursed and I shouldn't take <laughs> anyone there anymore that's so I that specific place I I dated someone years ago who lived around the corner from there and so she and I would go there uh I, I you know enough times that that's well, that when i drive by it it's like uh yeah fat dog like i haven't that's been back so funny there's some weird energy around this it like is, it's cursed. It's gourmet cursed. hot dog place yeah maybe it's like a cursed vibe it's got a cursed energy and that's just what it is if i maybe if there's a date you don't want to succeed but you have to go on you take them there. funny you, you know? know i was gonna say that whole street for some reason feels cursed i forgot i think it's magnolia magnolia is very fascinating street it has so many thrift stores like for people that live uh in Burbank there's like a bunch of like old it's like I'm pretty sure someone has died in this dress this like rocking chair they have Mm -hmm. so many thrift stores along like the whole thing is haunted they actually have a haunted street isn't it it's like feels sad it's very Halloween one Halloween town is literally there Mm -hmm. open 24 like seven or not 24 7 but it's open year round and then they actually have like that mi- modern mystery i can't remember the name like there's a museum a haunted there's a like bunch. there's a bunch of haunted shit on that street so i think the whole street is haunted 
Agreed. Yeah, and it's also where uh, the Foxfire Room is from the which is the bar for Magnolia, mm-hmm. which is one of the most haunted. Mm-hmm. Like the vibe of that bar, because I when I first moved to LA, uh, a friend of mine who was from here was like, "This is the bar for Magnolia." Like, so I mean, that's that's that. There's there's a little nerdy uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, the nerdiest. Tutor. But but we would go there, and it's just you you can feel like whether or not someone's died in there. Like somebody yeah. left that bar and then died for sure. Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, um, Danny, it is now time for the five questions. Okay. You can answer these rapid fire. You can answer them however you want. Dave is going to start you off and then I will listen. <laughs> Danny, what was your most awkward first date? Awkward first date. Um, I guess I went to see Pirates of the Caribbean with this guy who smelled like crabs. It was really I was really young too. I can't remember. Like he, you know, it was like a thing where my mom dropped me off at the mall. I was way too young, but um he did not smell good. And I feel bad because I thought he was cute, but he smelled. We talking maybe fresh he was, crabs? Like what are we talking? Maybe he worked at like Joe's Crab Shack or so. I don't know. Yeah. Was, maybe he was trying to smell appropriate for the movie. Like a sea, <laughs> it's a seafaring movie. He's like, I'm gonna come smelling like seafood. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, boy, that doesn't sound fun. Uh poor guy. I hope he's okay. Um two, who is your current celebrity crush? Ooh, Selma Hayek always. Selma Hayek. I still think we might date one day. I think I will, I'm such an excellent answer. I'm fine being her side chick. She's married to a, a billionaire, but um, I'm cool on the side if she wants to play. <laughs> that is the one person I would do a mo- non-monogamous relationship for. Selma. I would be her mistress. Because you know she'd make it work. She's been the woman has been uh, amazing and attractive for just decades. Like she's a timeless oh, beauty. You know, I tweeted something because somebody was making like. I guess the bachelorette was, is 35 or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. And some guy was making fun of how old she is. And I said, Selma Hayek is 55 and I would ruin my life for her. And I didn't tag her cause I don't do that. That's awkward and weird. And she tweeted it and said, thank you, Danny. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I remember seeing that and being like, Oh my God, this is all I care about. I was like, what just happened? Somebody said I have because I'm in like a bunch of Latina groups. I'm like, I know one of them sent it to her. I'm sure some of them are friends with her. And so I was like, I'm sure someone along the grapevine like sent her that tweet. Oh, so funny. I also love That's- the phrase. I would ruin my life for her. It's like <laughs> so good. Because you know what it means. It's so evocative. It's like there's yeah, there's been people where you're like, oh, man, this this would take a lot out of me. This would maybe leave me in really bad shape. And, and yet- she tagged me. She posted it on her Instagram, which means she screenshot the tweet on Twitter, found me on Instagram and tagged me on Instagram. So I was like, there's a chance. There's a senior, she's seen your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is big. She's at least seen it. OK, wow. <laughs> Question three. What is your favorite snack? Oh, my favorite snack uh, would be, I don't know. I like coconut chips a lot. That's my go-to. What is your, we're just going to take the word death out of it. What's your dream meal? Uh, uh, No, no parameters, no caloric. uh, 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 Yeah, you get it. I, my death meal, I will say would be spaghetti and meatballs. I miss it so much. I mean, I guess I could have gluten-free noodles, but again, I can't really have tomato. I can't really have nightshades. They make me swell. So like I would kill myself eating that. Actually, I always think that's really funny. I would be on death row and I would ask for spaghetti and meatballs and then I would just die sooner. (laughs) You'd actually die a probably a little bit more pleasant death, honestly. (laughs) Any, any specific, you know what? That's such a good, 
That's such a good answer. Classic. I'm never going to complicate yeah. it because I, I have, I have a ver- vision of what it looks like in my head, and I want it. I want it right now, but I won't have it. Uh, all right. And then question five: If you could give your younger self one piece of advice about relationships or food or both, Ooh. what would it be? Um, it would probably just be go with the flow. Like you don't have to control. Don't force anything. Like you just try to enjoy the moment. Mm, I love yeah. that. Imagine hearing that as a kid. You'd be like, oh, well, okay. No, no one like, really tells you that. creep lady? Get away from me. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> that lady looks weird. I hope I never look like her. <laughs> exactly. And years later, you're like, oh, that was. That is definitely me. <laughs> Um, Danny, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for uh, having me. This was this was truly wonderful, and it's um, you know, we we've had episodes where we we both know the guests. We've both, one of us does, one of us doesn't, but it's fun to you know. I feel like I've I've known of you, and and we've been following each other for a little bit, but it's great to finally uh to finally connect. Can you direct our listeners to us anything that you might want to promote or any place that they might learn more about you? Yeah. So um, The Great Debate, which is on sci-fi, I'm in two episodes this season. It's really funny. It's a bunch of comedians just debating nerd shit. Again, it's a comedy show. So um, if you're looking for stats, there's a couple in there, but it's really (laughs) us just dicking around trying to make each other laugh. Um, So you can catch me on that. And then I'm at Ms. Danny for Fernandez on the things it's m-s-d-a-n-i-f-e-r-n-a-n-d-e-z because there's another danny fernandez who stole the handle that i tried to uh, pay to get rude. and they blocked me <laughs> i offered them money i was like i will pay for this but yeah. it's fine i'm ms danny um and it's a guy too so i'm like which is fine but there's many of us out there and i'm just now trying to overtake our name apparently I'll reach out to him and um, offer him some money for it and see what He'll block you. I had my followers He'll be like, <laughs> I asked my followers, like, oh, can you? No, tell him I, wa- I was going to give him money for it. I wasn't just asking for it. So like several followers hit him up and he blocked all of them. I and love I'm, like, that. Wow. I didn't mean to be obnoxious. So it's so funny. This is just what my manager wanted. <laughs> I'll apply some intimidation tactics. It seems oh, the money it. thing isn't isn't going isn't going any uh, isn't moving the needle at all. So I'll 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 maybe I'll make my avatar like a like a Sopranos guy and see if I can, wow. uh, if I can yeah. get the results that way. And I'll let you know. Well, thanks for being on our show. We'll we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Hi, Danny. Bye, Danny. Hey, Stevie. Danny rules, huh? She is so cool. Yeah, and I knew, and that's the thing. I feel like I have really good internet intuition because, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I follow a decent amount of people on Twitter, but I can, I can tell when I'm gonna like someone, you know? Yeah, she's got like a, she radiates, she radiates positivity, she radiates goodness. She's, she's very likable. Like honestly, I don't, I think you'd have to be a little bit dead inside not to like her. She has got like a really likable energy, really good, good. Honestly, I know that you guys can't see her. You could only listen to her, but please look up a picture of her. Great smile. Great, great smile great bright eyes and she talked you know she talks about being bullied as a kid and and i know that that's not you know you can't help kids kids are awful and it doesn't and and they're and they're nonsensical kids are it doesn't trash make any sense people but i don't i really don't understand i mean it, it reminds me of how anytime i would get bullied or someone would be mean would be mean to me in school my mom would go how could anyone not like you and i feel that same way about danny i can't i mean if i could just 
grab each and every one of those, you know, elementary middle school bullies yeah. by the by the the, the jacket uh, lapels and say, hey, twerp, uh, what do you see in this person that you think you can make fun of? And I think they wouldn't be able to give an answer. I agree. I agree. Also, <laughs> I like that you're like, I like that you favor her in the same way your mom favors you. I think that's really sweet. Yeah, I'm just a real sweetheart today, you know? I do know. Some days you're a real sweetheart. Some days, a real badass. <laughs> a real what? A badass? I started saying, and I was like, I've never seen you be a badass, but like, I'm really glad that I tried to say it. I've had a few moments. Yeah, uh, you've had some, but you're never a badass. You're you're always just like uh, firm, like you're firm. Yeah. Although one time, one time when I was in a, a basement uh, uh, Paris nightclub, some guy tried to grab my friend's ass, and I uh, grabbed him by the throat. Oh, that's um, that's incredible. That's exactly yeah. where to grab someone who's being an asshole. Except what? I don't speak French, so I just said like <laughs> I just looked at it really sternly and went, "No, <laughs> no." And I like pointed at him like a, I shamed him like a like like how you're not supposed to shame a dog when they pee on the floor. I like shoved his face in the grabbing my friend's butt. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. super funny. I love that. New Year's Eve 2014. What a time. Twelve oh. decades ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, we have a whirlwind of a voicemail to play. We got oh. a two parter and I'm okay. going to fucking hop right in. Yes, please. And play it for you. Okay. And uh, I'll take notes. Hey, Stevie and Dave. This is Whitney. I'm calling with an update because several months ago I called and asked for five tips that you guys could give to someone who was recently divorced, who had never dated as an adult because she just got out of a high school relationship, i.e. me. And I was calling with an update because you guys asked and said that you were interested. So the five tips that you gave me were communication, confidence, levity, patience, and openness. And I actually wrote those down. I kept them on a little post-it in my bag. And it worked because here's where I'm at now. Um, a few months ago, I was flirting with a guy through DMs on Twitter. So somebody that I knew, like he was kind of in my orbit, but I hadn't communicated with directly. So I decided to use my confidence and my openness to send him a DM. And when he responded, he was certainly nice and polite, but I don't think he knew like where this was going. Maybe I wasn't putting it out there more strongly enough that I was interested in you know, talking to him. So I sent him another DM and tried to make it even more clear. And I was using sense of humor through all of this. So those are three skills and they really worked because we hit it off and we started uh, a relationship, although not a capital R relationship, which is someone, you know, we were kind of talking, chatting, uh, using apps and messaging, not meeting in person because of coronavirus, because the world is so messed up right now. But we were having a good time together. And then at the same time, I kind of deepened an existing relationship that I had with another person. So I was using, again, communication skills there and patience because he's in a different relationship status as well. Um, he actually was going through a divorce at the same time. I was already on the other side and he was going through it. So now it's finished for him. And he is open to the idea of being in a relationship with me. 
and I'm open to the idea of being in a relationship with him. So I use my communication skills to let the other person know that I was going to be in a different relationship. And now I have, I guess we could say officially a boyfriend. So I deepened that relationship that was already existing, but not romantic. I deepened it into um, kind of a support relationship at first, but then it became obvious that we had some real chemistry. So after his divorce was final, now we are uh, in a relationship together. So that has been a really interesting way to spend time during coronavirus. Um, not to mention- Okay, so it cuts off, but then there's a second half, which I think I'll just start right now. But also, how cool is that? Start the other half. I'm dying. <laughs> okay, here. It's Whitney again. Thanks for your patience with me as I ramble. I just wanted to finish what I was saying, which is that it's been an interesting way to spend lockdown, um, kind of um, entering into this dating phase when you can't really date in person. But uh, I'm really grateful for your advice. It certainly helped. I think about it all the time. And I wanted to say the biggest thing that gave me confidence was hearing you guys point out the benefits of my situation, that I wasn't jaded by adult dating and that I had never encountered, for instance, the concept of a fuckboy. It really, it really, really gave me confidence to think I am a person who can have a successful relationship, although divorce is certainly not the goal of my previous relationship. I had a successful relationship for a number of years and I was trying to think of divorce not as a failure, but just the end of the relationship, the end of a successful relationship rather than the failure of a relationship that had lasted for 14 years by the time we were divorced. So it was really helpful. Thank you for your advice and love the show. Oh, Dave. <laughs> oh my God, our advice worked. <laughs> how do you how do you feel right now? I guess I'm like a little um I feel like a little shocked to silence, like a little bit, because I'm like, wait, what? Like <laughs> it, it's really cool. She not only not only has a boyfriend now, she locked it down during coronavirus. She had the option of two different men. Yeah. And she chose one where that she preferred the one where she deepened the relationship. I am Whitney girl. I am excited for you. I think you did a lot of good work here. I think it was all you, to be honest. You just needed to be reminded of th- those things. But oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know it's uh, it may it, uh, hearing her. Also, this is, I believe, our first update. So if anybody, yes. you know, you know, listeners, if, if you've called in before and you and you have something that you want to update us on, please go ahead. Uh, I'm, I feel so lucky to have sort of been at the at the beginning of of this journey she was on and to have helped out even at all. And, you know, she might be giving us more credit than we deserve. But, you know, even if that's true, I'll take it. I, I'll take anything I get these days. <laughs> but I feel uh, I feel so I feel so great and uh, and honored to have played a role in her in her journey to a new relationship. Because I, I kind I mean, I remember this call. I had a feeling that, yeah. that it wasn't a one and done. Oh, she was married to her high school sweetheart. And now she's never going to date again. No, no. And it, it never works like that. And and I really, no. really appreciated that she or I was excited that she was able to appreciate her own worth as we saw it. Because, yeah. You know, yes. because all all we know is um is 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 feel jaded and 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 act uh, 
act act bummed out when stuff doesn't work out but she's you know she's got kind of nothing to compare it to and so she's yeah going in. i like that yeah. but i think that really benefits her i also think like i think it's good to if you are do feel jaded it's good to wait for a like a wave of hope before you start dating again too because it's like if you feel that hope and you feel that sort of like you know what this could happen for me i think you can only successfully date from an area like a mindset like that otherwise you're not going to like when someone sends you a message you're going to roll your eyes yeah exactly well whitney that uh you know you, you've you've made us both uh, extremely proud and you've given us extremely big heads so with that i will say listeners uh stevie and i can and will fix your life we've we've done yes. it once we can do it again so please call us at 213-458-5236 and ask us any questions uh, we are opening the floor to advice in the next couple of weeks because we are now bona fide experts experts who... we will solve your life <laughs> let uh, us solve your problems a little tongue-in-cheek but we would like to hear from people because this i this was a very interesting call a couple months ago and uh and the update was just as as fascinating for different reasons because now um you know now she's on to the next part of her life which i'm so uh, proud and happy for and you can also email us if you don't feel like leaving your voice. That's uh, ibrandeverythingpod at gmail.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And uh, what else can you do? You can follow us on social media if you feel like it. I am Stevie Nelson and Dave underscore Horowitz on Twitter. Just Dave Horowitz on Instagram. And uh, we'll be back at you again next week with another hot, spicy episode of Iburn Everything. Tune in for our episode. <laughs> Stay safe, stay sane, and stay, stay hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Stay hot. Bye, guys. Bye. and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.